Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC Sativa Pod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor.fm, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And a special thanks goes out to our current Patreons and supporters. Shout out to our friends of the show, Reefer Revolution, for supporting the podcast. Shout out also to Joey One Love 420, also a friend of the show and contributor of, of the show uh, and founder and frontman of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and shoutouts at the beginning of every episode. Without further ado, let's get to the episode. So today we have a special episode for you guys. Um, our guest is pretty famous and um, infamous, um, according to some of her enemies, um, and like that Arab proverb once goes judge a woman by the reputation of her enemies um so our guest has been working to make new england politics better specifically new hampshire politics she comes from los angeles and has a proud granite stater that is um daring to make a difference and is 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 drawing attention from people that are very very um invested in the status quo and so we had a pretty good conversation we talked about a variety of different topics including some of the kafka-esque things that she's gone through in 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 trying to make um new hampshire a better place and and our shared goal of 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 a self-actualized new hampshire that um addresses race and the addresses police brutality and the war on drugs and um that wants to make the state a diverse state that um that that anyone who wants to live under the live free or die uh ethos can enjoy so without further ado we're going to get to the episode with grace gatto of of granite state buzz so hope you guys enjoy and without further ado, let's get to the episode. Can you see me now? Yeah, I can see you. Hi, hi, Grace. Hi. Let me see if I can put my laptop up. 
All right. Um, let me let me move my camera a bit. What was that? You're a split image of a friend of mine. You could be twins. Oh my gosh. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to show you your doppelganger one day. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. (laughs) I'm so sorry about earlier. Like, um, like I, I usually work from home and I have my alarm. Um, I have like a iHome or whatever. I shut that off and then I forgot to put my cell phone alarm. So it just, I'm so sorry. Hey, don't worry about it. Um, you know, I just, I'm working around my son's timetable right now. All right. uh, Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, so, um, so I guess, I guess the way we could start is, um, just like, um, let's, just go into like basics like um so you're a LA transplant to New Hampshire to the Granite State um tell us about that um you know just why why New Hampshire and um just just what 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 what's gone on between the time you've moved here and stuff mm. okay so um what happened was my husband and I met in Los Angeles uh, he's the New Englander, native New Englander. So we met, fell in love, had a kid, and all is happy, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets transferred. Um, well, the company, get, the tech company got bought out, and he gets transferred to Boston. He's excited because he gets to go home and uh, be near family. So I'm like, okay, great. And um, it's funny now because friends of mine are saying, you know, <laughs> What were you expecting, Mayberry? <laughs> <laughs> but I really did think, you know what? Um, I, I I grew up in the concrete jungle. I always had to look over my back. And, you know, um, I didn't want my son to have that. I want, I had this fantasy in my head, I guess, of a, a you know, Huckleberry, Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer kind of childhood, you know, where you can climb trees. Little did I know. so um but but let me get to the let me get to the beginning because um you know i'm in trashing um you know the gop lawmakers a lot around here but um you know they're spinning in the narrative saying i hate new hampshire and that's not true um i actually love new hampshire it's beautiful it's um the natural beauties and um the people are actually not bad it's a small subset that is my problem So uh, I wanted to get that across. So, um, yeah, it's just um, it, it is a magical, beautiful place to live. It really is like living on the set of Hocus Pocus. I haven't watched that movie in ages. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's beautiful. And uh, there's good people here. There's very good people here. For sure. And there's, uh, yeah. And then there's also the contrast, of course. But that's in every town, every city. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I I went to um, a sort of private high school, you know, um, in Merrimack Valley, and I had um, I had classmates like half the half the class was from New Hampshire, half was from Mass, and I I have I have friends that would help me like like bury a body like that that I'm really really close to that are from New Hampshire, so it's like. I mean, I don't like. I mean, as a person who lives in, I mean, I live in Mass, but I've always, 
I do a lot of errands. I do a lot of business in, in, in New Hampshire. And like, like you, I have, I have criticisms, but it's like, like I'm doing it from a place of love, you know, like, yeah. I mean, well, this was a plan. Okay. So I fell in love with this place. Um, you know, the first two years, you know, it was just, I was in love with the place. I had a couple of incidences, but I figured, okay, one offs, one offs, they're just jerks, you know, whatever. And you move on. But, um, when I decided to run for state rep, that's when things got weird because, um, I saw a lot of hardworking New Englanders and coming from LA, uh, actually met a lot, a lot of New Englanders are in Los Angeles, believe it or not. So it's kind of weird that the LA transplant moved to this. It's usually the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My sister, um, I have a sister that, um, lives that lived in LA for about, I want to say from 2010 to 2015 or something like that. Moved back here for a little bit, and then now she lives in the Bay Area. Yeah, uh, is she is she in tech? Because that sounds like the pattern of a tech person. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, she she knows people in tech, but um, she she actually did like modeling and Hollywood stuff in her stint in LA. And right now she's uh she's a yogi, she's a certified yogi and um I think she works like um like she runs she her last job was like she worked at like a dispensary. She was like a CBD like a CBD slash no, it sold THC as well, but she worked at a dispensary. I think she was like a like management or something like that. Yeah. I, I really wish marijuana was legal here in New Hampshire. Um when I was in California, I actually, I'm very public about my epilepsy. I have epilepsy and it's really bad. I get grand mal seizures. So, wow. um, yeah. And THC, uh, and, uh, well, I'm stuck with CBD oil in this state, which is, um, yeah, it's good, but you know, it's not as good as, you know, what legally I can get in Massachusetts, uh, Massachusetts I can get here. So, um, I, I know, and I have a kid, so I, I can't. I can't mess with the law like that. So right, I I don't blame you. Yeah. So I, I'm, you know, I'm a troublemaker, but I do, you know, abide by the law. So yeah. um, so like we were talking about um, the granite grok, this sort of like conservative sort of tabloid site that's like trying to intimidate anyone trying to make a positive change um could we just sort of go over that a bit oh gosh i swore i wasn't going to talk about this anymore but um i'll make an exception for because this is my last radio interview after this i am going to go on to um do the documentary full-time the blog uh was actually a placeholder and it was really funny because um that particular tabloid is um, stalking my site. So they think I am a one, like a static personality that I'm foaming at the mouth and fuming and this and that. And I'm laughing at them. Like, God, you know, like, um, and I only know about them because, uh, you know, I have state rep friends and uh, they tell me, Hey, Gracie, have you, uh, you should probably read this. I'm like, oh, God, what is it? And they're like, it's from, you know, that tabloid. And uh, I really don't like to read what they have to say because what they do is you can say 
like, Dan, you can walk on water. You can pre- Let's say you could do a miracle, right, and walk on water. And they will write, Dan can't swim. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. And it's like what they don't know about your life, they'll fill in the narrative with their own BS, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, now I have a stalker. Um, and he is the, the co-creator or whatever. I actually had to call the cops because really, like, most people don't bother me, but this guy gives me the creeps. He looks like somebody who drives a white van that's blacked out. Jesus that's Christ. He, yeah. That's what he looks like. So, and um, he, he works with this horrible woman who's, um, I think she's caused more problems in the Democratic Party than anything else as far as knocking really, really, really junior, um, you know, uh, state representatives to the point where um, they don't want to run anymore or um, they just don't want to deal with them anymore. So they are just straight up psychotics. And uh, as you can see, I'm moving on to another project and they're still talking about my blog as if that's my only lifeline. So (laughs) I mean, I feel like Bugs Bunny out here in the amidst the Elmer Fudds, you know, it's, it's, they're just, they're just sad and you know, they're not really weak. They're a waste of airtime. They really are. <laughs> They're none of the none of it's credible. And uh yeah, and oh, this is interesting though. Um they posted uh a call I made because, you know, that one dude, um, you know, he, he gives me the creeps. There's not a lot of people who give me the creeps, but this guy this guy does, you know? So I called the cops just to kinda of let them know that this guy's kind of creepy, you know? And um, you know, what do I do about it? And, you know, he's writing all this inflammatory stuff about me, blah, 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 blah. None of, you know, none of it's true or it's spun out of context or whatever the hell. And a cop came and said, uh, basically, uh, you know, you're a public figure now, so we got to deal with this. And, uh, I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, whatever. So this is the way it is here. Okay, I get it. So I let it go. Anyway, uh, a day wow. later, a day later. Um, basically the cop said, unless he says, I am going to kill you, um, they can't do anything. So, um, it's basically just like, uh, petty psychological, emotional attacks basically at this point. So (coughs) this guy or, um, uh, he published the cop call that I made. Wow. Like, how did he get that? Did he, is he like friends with that cop? Is he just like, Uh, is... I have a feeling I know who it is. I think it is my state representative, Jordan Ory, but I can't prove it yet. But uh, he's the only one who has something to gain from, you know, trying to smear my name because I was going to run against him because he is the chairman of ALEC and he's on the take. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the first time that he shelled out some money to get rid of somebody, right? Let's call him out. (laughs) Like, I don't get, like, why, like, like, why, like, 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 Alec and all those people have a presence here. Like, I mean, you, you look at, like, like, you, like, I research a lot of stuff and, like, New Hampshire has one of, like, the highest median ages. Like, there's a lot of elderly people, like. Like, why Why is there an agenda to deny people health care, to deny people insulin, to deny people my that stuff state, when people need it? My state rep, Jordan Ulrey, 
he had voted against uh, the Affordable Insulin Act. I asked him wow. why. I already knew why, but I asked him because he's in bed with Big Pharma. You know, Alec, come on, copy paste legislation. <laughs> uh, we get into that a little later, but basically, um, Dan, do you want to take Alec and explain to the audience what exactly it is and why they should care what it is? Sure. I mean, um, I mean, I watched the I watched something on the last week about it, and it's basically they're an organization. Um, to to my knowledge, um, the Koch brothers do a lot of funding of them, and they basically create templates for people all over the United States to push all this right wing legislation. So they're so they'll like like a lot of times they won't even put. They won't even take out like the like the form like the like the template form. They, they they'll leave some parts in it so people know it's a template. But um, but you know they they put all this stuff so all this template um stuff so people push this right wing legislation and it's supposed to be really easy for them to push it. But it's just this apparatus that pushes right wing legislation pretty much. So this happened. And I started looking back at my past here and, um, you know, like I said, I was denied a bank account, a campaign bank account. Um, gee, I wonder who called that favorite because they had me under investigation for three weeks. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm Mexican, so I must have some kind of criminal record, right? Or I must have killed somebody, right? Or you know, brought somebody, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm illegal. Who knows? Right. So, <laughs> ridiculous. so, um, yeah, it's a problem. So my friend, after I was denied the bank account and it felt like the civil rights act of 64 never happened at this point. And, um, yeah, it was devastating because uh, they knocked me off the ballot. Basically, they, they stalled me so long that I could not find a replacement bank on time. And it was just uh, it was discouraging. And I was upset about it. And uh, something happened. Like, I was just like, something's not right. It, like, you, like, you're a black man, right? You know when you're being played. So, yeah, your gut tells you. So I had a white friend of mine who was running for state rep at the same time I was, I'm running. You know, so there's like 400 campaigns at one time. And banks are, you know, happy to take it, take the money, <laughs> you know. So um, for them to deny me is kind of weird. So my friend, had the white guy, we'll call him the white guy. Um, he opened an account and he got it in a day. No questions asked, no problems, no investigation, nothing. Some BS. So I confronted the bank. And I asked him, why did my friend get one? And I didn't. And they gave me the runaround, you know, um, well, some people can't, um, some, uh, oh, she tried to blame, uh, one of her branch managers or something like that, or somebody, uh, account manager saying that, oh, she doesn't really know how to handle these accounts. Uh, and I'm like, oh God, please, no. gonna, really, are you going to go there? So, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> my friend writes them finally and says, I'm going to cancel my account because of how they treated me. Right. It was unfair on uh, the double standards. And, um, they actually told him, um, verbatim that I did never sent a EIN number. You need, a 
EIN number in order from the government in order to run for state office. So I had all the documentation. I had a plan for a job create all this, all this politician shit. You know, I had all this stuff. And um, yeah, they gave me a really hard time and, uh, you know, kept calling me Californian transplant when we have Corky Mesner who has a freaking um, criminal record of sexual harassment and uh, discrimination from Chipotle. And they're welcoming Colorado Corky. Yeah, I just watched the debate with him and, and, and Shaheen. Like, Shaheen just, like, sunned him the entire time because, like, she's she, she's been a fixture. Like, she, like, she made him look dumb, in my opinion. Well, it's easy to do. It really is because, like, first of all, they don't know how the 21st century works. These people are relics. Okay, so, um, yeah, they, get, they do these little phone calls, these little small town phone calls. Oh, don't give her an account. Don't give her an account, you know. But the thing is, it's i want to hear them say it we don't like you because you're different and i'm a racist i want to hear them say it but they don't have the balls to that's i actually got together with uh daryl lamont jenkins recently um we are talking a lot about uh you know antifa and uh, oh that's a boogie man word around here by the way it's a terrorist organization. It's going to ruin our way of life. Oh, it's going to ruin our way of life. Oh, and yeah, and um, the Proud Boys, come on. They can come up with a better name than that. I mean, it sounds like some kind of like uh, barber, barber set quartet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is that? The Proud Boys. And I found out from my friend Daryl, right? He does, He runs the One People's Project. I'm always pitching him because he's wonderful. He's brilliant. He's one of us. And um, he did the alt-right doc- a documentary called Age of Rage. And I'm always plugging him because he's a good friend of mine and I love him dearly. And uh, he actually goes up. He actually went up to Richard Spencer and like, and would just talk crap to his face. <laughs> it's nuts. The guy is nuts. So what the <laughs> Look him up. He is definitely our people, okay? <laughs> yeah, I think I read something on your blog about him. Yeah. Yeah, he is a he is um one of the realest people that I've met here in uh in New England anyway. So, um, you know, we're we're you now getting together and we're talking about this stuff and we're laughing because they truly believe that we are up to um like 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 they have clan meetings. They think that we have um, you know, Antifa meetings, you know, there we're, we're the CEO of Antifa. <laughs> yeah, there's a CEO, a, a shadow, one, you know, and it's like they make up their own BS. And I'm listening. I'm like, oh, my God, you're stupid. Like, I wish I had some kind of something done. My brain cells down because you guys are making my brain hurt. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, have you ever heard so much BS that your brain wants to explode? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So the scoop is. I'm denied a bank account, right? My black friends, this is funny. They said, you're denied a bank uh, bank account? I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Wow, girl. You're one of us now. (laughs) That's true. I feel like I am uh, really, I feel like an adopted sister, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I love it. I love it because... um, I can't deal with the milk toast here. It's really bad. 
Um, one time, um, like this was like, um, I want to say this was like, this was in like the middle 1990s. Um, with my family, um, we, so we were doing, so we were doing air, I was really young. We were doing errands, um, you know, in Salem, New Hampshire, um, and we wanted to, we wanted to get some, like, brunch or whatever. We wanted to get some food. Like, we were, we were, like, my entire family was there um, with all my siblings and stuff. So we wanted to get food. So we went to the, so the, we went to the Denny's in Salem. And, um, like, they wouldn't give us a table. Like, they were playing racist games on us. And this wasn't, this wasn't the 1970s. This was, just, like, 95, 96. And... You know, we picked on up on it quickly and left. But um we saw like like I, I wanna say sixty minutes or whatever, they did a special on them and like it turns out that that's, that was an established practice at that place. And um Wow, who yeah. owned that place? Do you know? Oh uh, no, I don't. Um this was like this was, like so long ago. I usually look it up like Yeah, you you know when you're being no, I'm different, and I know that, and I know I still work in LA, and I don't care. I'm unapologetic, you know. It, I'm unapologetic, like just like you know, I am who I am. This is the way I'm born. This is my race, and deal with it. Because we have to deal with them, mm-hmm. so they have to deal with us. And I think a lot of this has to do with the Trump administration, you know, um, like these nasty boogeyman words, like uh, they're calling our people. It's ours now. Black and brown are together now. We're united. So, uh, you know, our people, when they say you people, they're talking about us. You know, not just black anymore. It's brown. So, um, well, it's always been the same way. But, you know, I think it's about time we, you know, we united. And we definitely have so far. I'm a part of the Latino caucus here in New Hampshire as well. Um, After I I was discriminated against um, for the bank account. Um, it really bothered me because it was something out of uh, something you would see at a documentary black and white that would happen to somebody in the 60s who was a person of color. Oh, that's another thing. In California, I wasn't a person of color until I came here. So, like, sorry to keep bringing up race, but, you know, you, you were given the talk when you were young. Yeah. I am 40 years old now. I have to learn everything that you've been brought up really quickly. So, um, a lot of it is identify where you are. Um, you know, notice if you're around a militia, (laughs) you know, what these signs mean, what different codes mean, uh, bumper stickers, that kind of thing, just people you want to avoid. Yeah. Um, I have like, like, um, I worked at a startup a couple of years ago and one of my bosses like dead, like literally had like militia stickers, like legit. Oh, and they're fighting amongst themselves now. It's hilarious because they know <laughs> they're going to lose. So now you have the Proud Boys versus the Four Crosses are so idle. I can't keep up. They're <laughs> like gangs, right? So and I'm from L.A. We came, we invented gangs, all right? So, <laughs> like, I'm laughing because they're so bad at this. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like they're fighting amongst themselves. You got the card carrying Nazis, and then you have the um, you know the Proud Boys, and then you have basically all they are are these old uh, these old white guys, right? Who play on their ham radios all day, watch Fox News, 
and spend too much time on Facebook. That's why I got rid of Facebook because I just couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it. You know, it's like, ugh, like you, you people are too stupid. This is a general public. You know, like, this is just dumb. Yeah, you're... And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're like you're you're smart for getting rid of Facebook. Um, I I mean, I only really use it for my podcast, but like my personal one, I have not put a status since like 2017 or 2016. So I had to close it down because I have double agents working here. I got you know people who are posing as Democrats who are not. So wow. um, yeah, famous of, people problems. <laughs> I'm not famous. That's the thing. Like, um, I, I, I mean, the only thing I'm doing right now is documenting all this because um, I can't get that bank of that the bank problem out of this bubble. It is a bubble here, and I feel like I'm Anne Frank, and I'm talking to you from a freaking attic, and I I can't even get a lawyer. ACLU doesn't help. Black Lives Matter uh, in Nashua doesn't help. And um, Black Lives Matter Seacoast, in fact, had a black tie gala. Well, people like me and Daryl are doing the real hard work, you know. So, so they're just like a they're just like a bougie organization, you think, right? Well, I think in New England, um, a lot of people don't take them seriously. Reason, and you know, um, you know what? Screw it. I'm just okay. So I'm, not, I'm not a politician anymore. I'm, I after. Hanging out with the state reps, hanging out with, you know, certain people, you know, you, it's just, um, it really, really crushed my, uh, my dream of helping some of these people. A lot of, I, mean, I, I, I used to, I used to, let me, I got a point here, I'm not running off, but I used to do this on a very smaller scale in Los Angeles and I was really good at it. You know, like I worked for mergers and acquisitions. I worked in tech and as well as radio. So I did both, um, you know, as, as all actors do. You, uh, here's a tip, you guys, from New England. If you guys want to break into the movie industry, go to tech, because that's where you'll find all the actors who are at work. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> I, let me tell my sister that. <laughs> yep. Serious. Um, I've met so many of my Hollywood contacts just by, um, you know, a lot of childhood actors and everything. They, they, they all gravitate toward the tech industry. So... Um, when people ask me why am I so connected, it's just like, well, I've been in tech for 20 years. What, is, what does that have to do with the tech and well, the Hollywood industry? Well, everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we produce the content. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling off. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is a bubble, and I can't get the story out. Nobody wants to touch it. I called a lawyer yesterday, and nobody wants to handle this case. And it's a clear... I mean, this is my civil rights violation. You know, like I can't get a bank account. I I feel like they're treating me like an like I am somebody who is from another country who just moved here yesterday and decided to run for state rep. Wow, that is just that. I can't believe like. Well, I can't believe that something like this would happen there, but it's like, I can't believe that no one wants to, like, help. Like, no one wants to solve the issue. Like, that's just, that's beyond the pale. This is my county. They're all Republican and one Democrat. And that Democrat, which I can't name, but I did nail her. You can go to com and look up the article. Um, What's going on in Londonderry, Uh, New Hampshire? 
that place is so corrupt. Um, if I, I, I will tell you stories, I'll just make your stomach hurl. And, um, yeah, there's one Democrat there, and basically she uh, tried to wedge me against other companies that I was working with locally to try to get the truth out about the state. And, uh, yeah, she wedged herself and wedged us apart for political gain. Wow. So she's not even, uh, yeah, and I was wondering why, because I wanted to interview her because she's a Democrat who's working with these horrible people like Al Baldessaro, who says all all Muslims are terrorists. You can look, you Google it right now. You could Google that and you could wow. find it. Yeah. And he said some atrocious things. He got Jeff Lane, uh, he who's a rep here, who says that it's okay to, um, you know, burn the houses down or whatever, burn signs and take signs or whatever. Black Lives Matter. You know, basically we're up for grabs. That's a state rep. It rots. I mean, it rots from the head down. Well, the thing is, and I noticed in New Hampshire, they train them here, and then they and then they move them to Washington. That's what they do. So you 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 get to learn all the criminal, uh, you know, back and forth here first, and then they move on to Washington. Yeah. Do you think? Because um, I just I yesterday night before I went to bed, like I watched the Sununu versus Falte's like debate, and like like Sununu, he's so skilled at talking like in code, like he was just like. Like he's like, no, there's no problem here. Like we, I, I worked with the Dems. I did this, you know. Like there's, there's no issues. There's no major issues. Let me and tell then, you something real quick. Go this ahead. Is why, this is why I don't like him. <laughs> okay, so when I first moved here, um, I started to notice the, the weird racist crap, right? So I tried talking, you know, to different government officials, and uh, finally I wrote a letter. I got involved with uh, Moms Demand Action. And I sent a letter about gun laws, um, you know, common sense gun laws, basically not taking your guns away, but um, let's do some common sense laws. So let's say if a, if a husband or a wife has a domestic dispute and there's a long history of abuse, they probably shouldn't own a gun, right? Right. Right. Common sense stuff like that, where there's a paper trail of abuse and things like that. And we were really pushing for that. And um, I was getting pushed and tugged at the Capitol, at the Capitol pushed and tugged by these guys who look like something out of Duck Dynasty. Wow. And, um... Rednecks. Rep John Burt was laughing at one who was uh, wearing black who just lost somebody to gun violence. That's when I lost it. And I screamed to the top of my lungs and it echoed, you subhuman piece of shit. Ugh. Don't you laugh at her. And he was wearing pearls, and he kept clutching them to mock us. Jesus fucking Christ. These, yeah. Like, who raises these pieces of crap? I, I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm cursing on your show. I don't know. It's, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but it does warn a few F-bombs. And, like, my Twitter feed, you know, it's, it's weird because, like, the... I do speak with conviction. I do have a very strong presence. I mean, I come from LA. I come from the stage. I come from, you know, radio background. And, you know, I'm so used to being loud because that's what city people are is loud. It's like, Hey, what the F is this? You know, I'm pretty sure it's like that in Boston. It's like, Hey, I'm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they're not used to being pushed back. So this guy 
from that tabloid I told you about. Um, he's spending all his time writing about me, and I'm basically already on to uh, another project, which is basically, um, you know, doing um, the documentary about New Hampshire politics, and I am dead set on doing it. I'm saying it on podcast. That means I have to come through. <laughs> <laughs> but I started data mining with the blog, and they kept saying that, oh, God, it was poorly written and this and that. And it's like, no, it's not for the audience. This is for me. It was just data mining, you know, just different things. But the ones I did find interesting, I uh, I did post, you know, as sort of like an article. But you, you could tell what it is. Hey, I made it pretty obvious. And um, ever since then, I've been getting some weird Twitter requests. Like, And I had this one guy who was – he called me a wacko stalker, right? Because um, – I recognized that his Twitter handle had his damn ham radio license, his ham radio handle next to it. <laughs> and yeah, and he, yeah, and that's where the clubs had, that's where the white supremacists hang out, telling you ham radio. If you want to do some Nazi hunting and you have a ham radio license, bounce off a repeater here and you're going to hear some stuff. Let me tell you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And all the face, and I know that, this reign of terror is almost over because they are not even wearing their colors anymore. Um, they are wearing just like, yeah. Um, actually I didn't get to go to the, the Boston protests because of my son, but I had mommy issues, mommy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, Daryl went, my friend Daryl. Um, and, he asked, he said that, um, oh, because I said I was going to be there at Copley Square, but I ended up making it, and I just didn't update the blog, because I didn't think anybody really read it, <laughs> other <laughs> than uh, my my uh, adoring fans over at the Grok. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just, it's funny, so I never updated it, and, you know, something came up, so I, I couldn't go, and he texts me, and he goes, who the hell are the Granite State something or other, forget the name, and I said, Why? And he says, well, they're here. And I'm like, oh, because they read my blog from the Granite Grok. That's why. Hmm. Okay. That's how petty these people are. Wow. That's how petty they are. Yeah. And the fact that uh, my government is not doing anything. Go. Oh, yeah. Governor Sununu. Back to Sununu. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So the original question. Okay, so, uh, what was I going on? Okay, Moms Against Violence, and uh, he, uh, John Burt laughed at somebody, right, uh, who was mourning. And I said something really horrible to him, and I left. And I had sent a letter to Governor Sanu about what are we going to do about this? You know, like, can we work together? He sends me a reply from the governor's office about reproductive rights. So his damn secretary sent me the damn wrong can response. Ugh. Right? So I called his office, right? And his secretary stumbling over herself. And I can hear somebody whispering. And I said, is he there with you? And she's like, Ugh. And I said, oh my God, he's a bigger pussy than I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously. Wow. Like, like really, you're gonna avoid little old me? I'm a, you know, I'm just a little girl, you know. Ugh. So <laughs> I, I got such a bug up my ass about Sununu. So um, he doesn't listen. He is a rich kid 
um, his dad was worse than he was as far as um, what the elders are saying. Because I've only lived here for four years. Um, but I did meet the residency requirements and I did study and I did read books to, um, you know, see what's going on because everything's so different here. So I wanted to know everything about everything from agriculture to how everything affects everything, you know, the cycle. Um, these reps have no freaking clue. Uh, I don't even think they can pass a, a U.S. citizenship test. Wow. Like they are dumb. And that's why Alec does all, all the thinking for them. They don't have to worry about anything, you know. Oh, this is my bill. BS. And sometimes they would leave um, a part of a bill that's copy, no, copy-paste legislation. Yeah. A little bit. Sometimes they would forget and they would leave a little bit of the model bill. Parts of the model bill parts of the template <laughs> and it's laughable but this is this is something that you know the american people gotta know and you know i know really good people who are old school republicans and they even they're saying this is not my party you know and i think the democrats are starting to feel the same way so i really do feel a third party is going to come and i think that the um you know the democratic party is, is you know the, the centralists are what the what the GOP used to be. Yeah, that's like I, like I mean, like I don't know, like that was just like for me, I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone how to vote. Yeah, but exactly. but like the Democrats trying to trying to cart moderate conservatives, like it was just such a turnoff to me that I couldn't vote the top of this ticket. Like what's the point in voting for an opposition party when you're trying to be like the party you're opposing like it's just it's redundant to me but i live in mass so like it's gonna go to the it's gonna go to the democrats anyway but like again maybe four years from now they'll earn my vote but it's just i like if you're gonna try to be the republicans like i'm like i might as well just vote for them but i mean i i didn't i just i just vote i voted green but again i mean i don't blame anyone who lives in a swing state that does vote for um biden but i i just couldn't that's that's just my east side oh yeah that's your opinion and it, you know like i said everybody has an opinion we were adults we even were able to talk about that and that's fine um i feel like i'm in an abusive relationship with the democratic party right now um where i'm doing all this work and um i'm i'm helping you know, helping campaigns, helping people get elected, but I can't get a lawyer. So yeah, there's a sore spot there. Sure. Yeah, yeah I feel I feel so bad, and like you have to go through all this, like. Oh yeah, but you don't even know. Uh, I went to a supermarket basket. Uh, market, market basket. basket. Yep. We're in uh, London Dairy. I was wearing my mom's man action sweater, and some nice little gentleman decides to just. Push me like a man. Jesus fucking Christ. And I was chanting in my head, mom stuff, milk, bananas, eggs, bread, milk, bananas, eggs, bread. That's the only thing that was in my mind. And, and the sweater was just something I grabbed. It wasn't a political thing. It wasn't um, made to you know make anybody mad. It was just a really warm sweater. It was a cold day. And he's like, oh, I'll just gonna take this and go. You know, I wasn't expecting to get assaulted. And nobody did anything. And I was too stunned. I I, um, I could have gotten a 
picture of them or video or whatever. But, you know, like I said, um, being person of color now, um, it's, uh, it's still a shock. It's still, you know, I'm still adjusting to that. You know, that uh, they think that we're less than and this and that. And, you know, Los Angeles is obviously not like that. I lived in England. They don't have these problems like this. I lived in England twice. And, um, yeah, these problems didn't exist. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, they do. They do exist, but for um, a different set. Of- I would imagine class because they're very, like... They're very, like, attuned to how you talk there. Like, oh, you went to this such-and-such school because of your accent. Like, they're they're that, like, attuned in England, I hear. Uh, well, you'd be surprised. Um, the situation with the, immigra- the immigration problem with, um, you know, I guess Mexico and the U.S. and the way they use uh, Mexican immigrants is very similar to the way they use uh, Indians and Pakistanis in the U.K., so um, when I when I live there, I always make sure I tip twenty percent just to piss off the the conservatives around there, <laughs> <laughs> the Tories or whatever they're called. Oh, whatever the hell I don't know. It's like you lost the empire, jerks. Get over it, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we need to get this country back, and we need to get this cancer out, and this racism. Um, Blind hate is what it is. Like, you know, I could be the most well-dressed person. I could be the most educated. You could be the most educated person in the world. Hell, you could be Jesus Christ, and they will still crucify you because you're a radical. You're trying to change their way of life and make the Granite State like Massachusetts, which we we can never have. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, these um, these militias are going to die out pretty soon. Like I said, they're, they're uh, petty... He, man, woman haters clubs. I'm pretty sure they probably have passwords to get in. <laughs> I would be surprised, but it's it's um like I said, it's funny and sad at the same time. You know, like I can laugh about it, and at the same time, I'm just like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like when they showed up at the protest that I said I was going to be, and didn't end up going. I'm like, well, at least they're getting some exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I kind of wanted to sort of end off in like solutions. Um, so like what, so who's running that's like, that's, that's, that's good. And, um, that's going to sort of put New Hampshire at a better sort of, uh, path. Like who's, who's running locally in terms of reps, in terms of, um, state senators. I know that, you know, the governorship and like the state senators have sort of been like the thing that sort of blocks progress. Um, what, so who's who, who's who's running that's good in your opinion? Well, um, let's start with the locals. Um, sure. The local stars, I, I know that something's going to happen. Uh, Wendy Thomas is one that comes to mind. Uh, she got some flack, and I'll tell you why. She went to the state house. She's such a badass. I love her. And she took a knee, her arthritic knee. And, yeah, she took a knee. For Black Lives Matter, and I heard, and, and Remy Kush, Remy Cushing is also Remy very Cushing's good. He's a good guy. Yeah, he yeah. follows me on Twitter. Yeah, he's a good guy too, and he's another um, another one that's really awesome. We have um, what was it? Uh, Nicole Klein. She's a new. She's new, but she's coming up. Um, Michelle Moj. 
She's coming up from, uh, she is over in uh, Derry, and she is kicking ass, and she is trying to get weed legalized. Woo! Yeah. My sister! My sister. <laughs> and um, let's see what else. There's, um, I know they're going to kill me if I don't mention the good ones. Oh, Tim Smith. There's John Hamblin, or I'm sorry, uh, George Hamblin, um, who is active in uh, activism here. So there's a big group. Um, there's just a, too many of the name. Oh, Sherry Frost. Yeah, I follow her too. Yeah, she's Sherry so awesome. Frost is awesome, 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 awesome. What you see is what you get. There's no BS at all with her. So if you want honesty, she gives it to you like a two-year-old. So yeah. you got to kind of have to brace yourself when you talk to her and say, hey, Bach, what is your opinion? And, go, and um, you know, she gives it to you straight. So she's a good one. And, of course, uh, you know, the ones that have been grokked, we call them grokked, are the good ones. Because you're doing something right if they are so upset. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a series. <laughs> I got a part four coming, I heard. Somebody's doing a part four. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, the blog, like I said, was a placeholder just for now. <clears throat> and I, I got a bunch of stuff saying, oh, God, you know, and basically they're just notes, you know, they're just notes. And um, they just thought that was my bread and butter. And, and um, they even wrote that I was losing sponsors. And I'm like, oh, you idiots. Um, no. Okay. And I'm working with it. And they think I'm a, like a housewife working by herself. And I'm like, um, no. Like, you don't know my circles, bitch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I grew up in Hollywood, for God's sake. And most of my family are in the business. Please. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know celebrities like my sister does. Yeah. And she has, and- like, like... Like celebrities, like she has like their text, like their phone number, and she like texts like some people. Like it's it's she knows yeah. some folks. Well, yeah, but the thing is, um, the way it is in New Hampshire with the politicians. No, this is funny. This is the big disconnect. This is this is funny. Okay, so my Hollywood friends are so impressed, and I get to take pictures with, um, you know, Andrew Yang, who's freaking awesome. I love the Yang Yang. Um, yeah, I like Yang. Yeah, and uh, judge and, you know, you get to touch and meet them, and, you know, before social distancing, of course. So. And, you guys, beat it, my dogs, sorry. Um, and then, uh, where was I going with this? I'm sorry. My dogs just totally distracted me. You got to meet, like, some of the politicians. Oh, yeah. you, you get to meet and touch politicians, and you get to ask. I loved Cory Booker. I love Cory Booker. I'd actually learned a lot from him as far as public speaking. And, um, you know, when there's there's a disruption, there's a pause. And, you know, um, I've been voice trained by a lot of great, great actors um, from, you know, years gone by. They're no longer here anymore. But, um, you know, I could tell he was trained definitely vocally. And I'm also a voiceover actor. So you got to pick up on that. And we did pick up on each other's vibes. He's like, you know, sorry I was looking at you. Don't think I'm a creeper, but like, you know, and it's like, oh, off in LA, that's fine. And, you know, of course, Rosario Dawson is his girlfriend. So I think he kind of picked up on the same kind of like vibe, you know, like, yeah. So a lot of people are kind of, you know, just that. I guess you could just say very simple here. (laughs) But but in a good way, in a good way, you know, like, like my neighbor across the street, cool, you know. Like I said, there's a lot of people that are awesome, but these 
people in this particular blog are not. Those are the people I don't like. It's the people that are afraid of change. It's not it's not the rank and file people that are just sort of living their lives and you know, that just you know maybe they disagree with you politically, but they're not out to harm you. They're just they just want their way of doing things or Well, um, yeah, like I said, they're not really not the air they're not worth the airtime because I already moved on. Like while they're pining and crying and um thinking that I'm like um, you know, blowing my you know, blowing my mind and they are occupying my brain space all the time. I'm already in a meeting with, I already had like a Zoom meeting with, um, you know, for pre-production for this documentary for New Hampshire politics. So it's like, it's funny to watch them think that this is the only thing I have going on. Well, I'm already moving on to the next project. So, <laughs> I, I feel like Bugs Bunny amongst the Elmer Fudds. I really do. And, um, yeah, that's the last I'm going to say about that really is just like, you know what, if you guys, you guys could live vicariously through me since they have absolutely nothing going on in their lives whatsoever. So, um, just their yeah. guns and ammo. <laughs> God's good and country. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise Trump. <laughs> you know, and it's daddy Trump. <laughs> the thing is people from the city know a con. We know Trump. We knew Trump from the 80s. New Yorkers especially know Trump, right? Yeah. It's funny. It's just weird that um, people vote. I mean, they're like, oh, we hate Hollywood culture, but they voted in a freaking Kardashian. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, he's been in like lots of movies. Like he was in like Little Rascals, Home Alone. Um he was in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Like, he's very pop culture. Like, rappers used to like him until he yeah, went into birtherism and nativism and all that. But <laughs> he's total yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> it, it really is. And, uh, uh, yeah, and Cube's getting some uh, flack for that. I, I mean, I, I support him a thousand percent. Like, it's just, like, it gets me so mad when, when like... I'm going to go off on white liberals a little bit, but it's like, go ahead. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Like some do. I'm not, I, we need a Kenzie scale as far as like white liberals and where you are. So go ahead. It's like, like I, I, there were so many people being like, Oh my goodness. He's, he's meeting with both sides. Like he's, he's a traitor. He, you know, he, he, he sold out to the Republicans a long time ago. And I had one person again, I don't, I'm not going to name names, but it's like, like, why, 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 why are the Dems? Why are black people entitled to vote for the Dems? Like, the black people vote for the Dems ninety some percent. Um, there's this one picture, and I'll probably DM it to you. It showed like like home ownership is the same as it was for black people in the sixties, the same rates. Um, incarceration is more than it was in the sixties, and that- um, employ the employment level worse than it was in the nineteen sixties for black people. Yet. People are getting mad that that black people are being more strategic and are are trying to weigh their offers and are trying to be like, hey, if we give your if we give you ninety percent, if we vote for you ninety percent of the t- time, we expect actual results. We don't expect things to be the same as they was were in the sixties. We expect actual results. You have you you haven't really been doing much for us in the, other than just being like other than just you know maybe 
like 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 housing, like affordable housing and Medicaid or whatever. Like besides that, they don't do much. They they work to gut welfare. They work to gut um, the 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 factory jobs that used to exist. And it's like, see like, now you're starting to talk. See now you're starting to see that um, the Dems and the Republicans are interchangeable at this point. They're all working together. And I've seen I've seen it firsthand. And like, what's what's sad is like the Republicans are almost they're like they're better at strategy. Like the Dems, yeah, like they they tr- they're just too emotional. They suck up to the Republicans all the time. Like when when Obama was when he had a trifecta, he was like, I don't want to piss off the moderate Democrats or whatever. I don't want to get the Republicans so too angry at me. I'll just pass the weak public option. No, I will just pass pass the weak Romney care thing. Like I'm not even gonna push for universal health care like it's just like they always suck up to the republicans and the republicans always hate them they always hold them in contempt the republicans are, are always con- they're concerned about power wealth and influence and the democrats are concerned about being everyone's friend right and um i am absolutely right i think this time i think that we need um our sorry really distracted my son just came in <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'll just like. I mean, this could sort of be like the last point, I guess, because I know you have your son and stuff. Uh. Oh. I also have a husband. Where is he? I got two <laughs> dogs and a, and a son here. Everybody's supposed to be upstairs. Upstairs, guys. Sorry, guys. Anyway. Um. So. Um. Yeah. There is. Um. Just to wrap things up here, I just want to make a, a a point that um. Look up your state your state reps. Don't. Vote blue down the ballot. Research them because some of them are secret Republicans. Or uh, you know, there, there's just uh, my my friend, a uh, producer friend of mine, called them um, Vichy Dems. You know, <laughs> yeah, because you know the, the French. You know the, the, the you know just to see what we're up to, and it's it's funny because they always think I'm up to no good and this and that, and everything I do is on Twitter. So I'm an open book. So you know, like. Huh. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of um, interchangeable um, Democrats and Republicans. And I'm seeing it, you know, like having been in the circle, being trained to become a state rep, that didn't happen. Um, I saw some things that would make your hair white. Wow. Yeah. Um, A lot of cattiness, a lot of don't talk to somebody. It's like, oh, and usually when they say that, I want to go talk to them. (laughs) <laughs> that happens that happens all the time on the Twitter left. Like there like like there's some people that like see like probably low key think I'm weird because like I like apparently on my the left circles I travel with I'm not supposed to like Tulsi Gabbard. Like I'm not like 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 I'm like people side eye me for liking her and like liking Bernie. Like I love Bernie, but she was my second choice. Like it's like I like I, like uh, there's a lot of clickiness on the, on the Twitter left too. I I'll just oh, I'll... there there really is a lot. And don't get me wrong, I just think that America is so divided that we. I mean, I am so ready to give my my DNC card at this point. And I I really wish I could be an independent, a Bernie Sanders independent. Same. And all the way, one hundred percent, all the way. So, um. But uh, like I said, we're in a very, very uh, abusive relationship with 
our current administration and um, with our current party that's supposed to be protecting us. And um, I put something up on uh, Twitter about the bank account again. And guess what happened to the chairman of the DNC? Guess what happened? Got he, he got forced to resign or something like that or crickets. Jesus Christ. Crickets. So they're all they're all like they're all working together with to sort of keep things the same. Basically, some of them are, yeah. I can I, I can't name who they are, but I know who they are. And they know they know that and that's why they're so uh, dead set on uh, trying to destroy their credibility on a certain tabloid. So, um, so where can, where can people find you? Um, like where can people find your socials? Um, um, do you want to tell people about like the documentary that you're working on before? We... Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I, uh, have a lot, uh, some of the stuff published on granitestatebuzz.com. Uh, um, and I am working on a documentary called, uh, New Hampshire politics. Uh, it's pretty much untitled, uh, right now, but I'm currently, going to um, hibernate for the next, uh, until after the holidays, and uh, rape my little butt off, and uh, you know, kick it off to um, you know, production hopefully in January. It's awesome. I can't can't yeah. wait to listen to it, and when when it, it, it drops, we're going to plug it on this podcast as well, too, and let people know yeah. where they can find the doc. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be told. Uh, that happens here in New Hampshire. And this is where Trump hides all of his white collar criminals. So basically I traded Los Angeles from the hood to the white collar hood. So I just, like I said, I have to just kind of watch my back and know, notice where I'm at, notice the signs and flags, things like that, things to avoid. Uh, like I said, the, uh, African-American community has been very kind and uh, letting me um, be a part of the family. It's awesome. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> nice. It really is. It really is nice to have that kind of backing because uh, who else knows about oppression, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we live it all the time. I, I, you know what? I have to give you guys a lot of respect. I mean, the African-American race itself because I want to rip heads off in like gouge eyeballs and the amount of restraint that African-Americans have is a Zen that I have yet to find. It's like one of my favorite comedians says, and he's a, um, he's a Boston native, um, Patrice O'Neill. He says if, if black people were to take in the totality of what's done to them on a daily basis, it would be us that would be flying planes into buildings. Ooh. Yeah, you said that. But yeah. it's a, yeah, but Oh yeah. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. But Yeah, that's... let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No, 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 I'm not touching that one. But <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, there is a an incredible amount of uh of uh, restraint that um I admire and that I am putting into place now in my new life here. Right. And new identity. And, uh, yeah. And all I wanted to do was make this a better place. That was my whole 
thing. I saw so many hardworking people going nowhere. Um, you know, coming from the tech industry in Los Angeles, you know, people are lazy. It's like, oh, I'll come in at nine. They come in at nine-ish. No, ten. <laughs> you know, here in New here in New England, these are some hard workers. You know, like I see it in Boston. I see it uh, everywhere. And that's why they go so far in Los Angeles because, you know, it's just, you know, it's the whole like beach vibe, like, oh, I'll be there when I'll be there, you know. And New Englanders have that, um, that work ethic. And why not use that and give them jobs, give them opportunities, you know, and um, bring in the tech industry, bring in aerospace, and we can get some of these people, these some of the racists too. Get them into aerospace companies, tech companies, where they're forced to talk to other cultures and expand their bubble. And they will have a point of reference to, oh, yeah, my Indian friend uh, told, told me that, um, whom they never met but was a, is a co-worker from, a, from India. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or China. Or, you know, and I'm just, I was thinking I'll kill two birds with one stone. A, well, it won't eliminate racism, but it will give them some form of, um, like I said, point of reference. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like if they, if they were to allow like, like development like that, like, I mean, they can be like a miniature, like, I mean, with, with, with no sales, with no income tax, like they could. Like they'd be like the next Texas, pretty much. Like everyone, like so many people are moving to Texas in droves because, like, it's oh, so business friendly. I moved to Texas too. I was in Austin for a little while in, the, in that tech bubble. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. I I hear so many good things about Austin. Oh, actually, my husband and I technically met in Austin, and then we were coworkers, and then we nothing happened. It was just a co-worker friend thing. And then I met him in Los Angeles and that's when we met. Fell in love, got married, had a kid. Ended up here and now I'm on your show bitching about race. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a lady um, real quick. Uh, I actually had a woman. Uh, I took my son to uh, speech therapy um, and we were in a waiting room and she says, you're a Democrat, aren't you? I said, yes, I am. Quiet. You know, Obama is responsible for this and that. She starts digging into me in the waiting room. And I'm like, um, okay, okay. And I'm making it very clear. I'm kind of like, I really don't want to talk politics with you, lady. Like, <laughs> I'm here for my son. Like, just, just F off. You know, so I'm kind of giving her the kind of the cold shoulder. And then, uh, you know, and finally she said something about Fox News. And I'm like, ah, you sound like them. I shot back. <laughs> and I and I actually kept my cool. And she was going about going went on and on about how Mexicans need to go back to Mexico. And I leaned over to her. And I said, "Don't you ever talk about my people like that again." And uh, she looked at me and she covered her mouth. <gasps> You're Mexican. I'm like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Like, what do you guys want me to do? Wear a freaking sombrero with a little thing of balls and a freaking pinata? Yeah. So, anyway, that's what I'm dealing with. And I was in Salem, New Hampshire. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's like people, like, it's so. You, yeah, I mean, I think I 
like a pass for a white chick, right? Yeah, you, I, I, I didn't even know you were Mexican until you brought it up. Yeah. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because they have this Speedy Gonzalez uh, freaking I, I, like ID of like what we are. And I'm tired of not correcting them. Oh, are you Italian? Are you this? Are you that? And I'm tired of not correcting them because how are you going to change somebody's mind about or somebody's uh, perception of a culture when you have absolutely no frame of reference? So I'm in New Hampshire. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. This is who I am. Be proud of who you are. You know what? If you're Jewish, freaking yell at the screen. You know, just be who you are. And at least I'm living my authentic self and they have to live with their effed up frame of mind. And that to me is, that's hell. That's, they're living in hell. They're living in this box of hate in a world that's changing and they can't, they're obsolete. That's what the anger's about. They're obsolete. They they're have no skill set. They're probably pissed that like their kids live in Massachusetts or something and they don't see their yeah. kids as much. Well, a lot of people pissed because a lot of their kids are married. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of interracial. Yeah, there is a lot of interracial stuff going on too. So, um, yeah, New England is definitely strange, um, and I, it was something I, I I'm, I'm not used to skin, uh, uh, being hated for my last name. They give me the benefit of a doubt, and they're like, "Oh, you must be Italian," and I'm like, "No, I'm Mexican." And I'm starting to, I'm starting to really, really say that out loud now with pride because, um, you know, my people, my people, our people, you know, we, I mean, we 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 were slaves at one point, uh, you know, and I am Spaniard, German as well. So, the European side, I'm not very proud of. You know of what they did to my culture and how I lost it. You know what I'm saying like I know I'm a I'm a Apache Indian as well. You know being Mexican, mixed with European heritage, so it's sad in a way that uh, you know much like the African American culture when you know the slaves were brought here, you know you lost you lost your your culture. You know like I had a tribe. I have no idea. I can't track it. And, um, you know, if you go back to your lineage, I'm pretty sure, you know, you, you couldn't track your origins either because well, I mean, I could, because like, I'm my parents are Nigerian, but, um, there are people like, I mean, the, the black Americans here, their descendants of slaves, they can't because of, you know, slavery, because of, yeah. you know, um, all sorts of, all sorts of stuff in history, obviously, but yeah. Like, like they definitely need like reparations because like the Jews have gotten reparations, like everyone else has gotten it. Like it, it's due. It is due. It is overdue. Um, a lot of the uh, white supremacists out here are like, <laughs> no, 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 no. African Americans built the White House. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, no. no. Like what? Like like, like, like don't go there. You know, like when they start saying no, no, no reparations, it's like you know the African African American slaves built that place. Blood, sweat, and tears. Who knows how many died build, building that building that we don't even know about? Like like we're, we're conservatives always like to talk about how the only things that really matter are small government and you know 
life, liberty, and property. And they always, and, and with these uprisings, people are always getting angry about the property damage or whatever. It's all about property, property. But, like, like the ultimate property crime that was committed in the United States is stealing from the Native Americans and stealing free labor from black people. They don't yeah. crap about that property crime, but like the, oh, someone smashed a window during a protest. People smash windows when when the Lakers win the 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 the, the NBA championship. Like, <laughs> um, I gotta ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Are you voting? Oh yeah, I already I, I already did my mail in vote. Um, I voted blue down ticket, and then I voted green at the top because again, like when they brought Kasich for the DNC. And let that man ramble for like five to ten minutes, but then only let the young, like rising stars like AOC and Rashida speak for a minute. Like that tells me everything you need to know about that party. And I just like I voted like I mean I'm only I'm going to turn thirty one next year. I'm going to turn thirty one next month. Um, I've, I've been old enough to vote since '07, and I've watched every DNC since two thousand and four, and like that was the first time watching a DNC. Where they pandered so hard to the to suburban property owning Republicans, yeah, and it's just like if you it's want to so just be a conservative party, just do it. Like it's just so transparent. It really is, and um, yeah, we need we need a party that's going to represent us because um, Democrats, like I said, look at my Twitter feed, crickets. I asked a question directly to the DNC about the bank. And then they didn't. They didn't help you out. No, I call. I can call a lawyer right now. Uh, right now, and they'll uh, send me straight to voicemail. Ugh. Yeah. So it kind of feels like I'm, uh, you know, like I say, Anne Frank in a attic talking to you. You and again, I mean, don't don't ever be a stranger. Um, you know. Like I, I really, I really enjoyed this, you know, convo with you. Um, um, I, I wish you, you know, the best with your, um, with, 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 with your documentary. I, I know, I know you're going to have to sink a lot of creative juices into it. Oh, it's um, going to be great because um, it's going to be one project. So one big freaking project. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's going to. Uh, I think I was being pulled several different ways with radio shows and TV and things like that. So, um, yeah, you're my last uh, radio show until I actually produce content and it's ready to roll. So, Awesome. I have a lot of content. I just got to organize. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Some of it I uh, questionable. You know, um, there's some act, uh, criminal activity that they probably um, – I probably need a lawyer to see if I can get <laughs> Some, some stuff but um yeah it's it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun um i'm working with a great um group of people from from new hampshire from boston from los angeles you know um people who actually have lived here or grew up here at one point and um yeah so the production value is gonna be great it's gonna you know it's, it's gonna be great and uh you know to, to have um daryl jenkins as a guide through all of this uh, is uh, is awesome. Uh, you know, like I said, the guy is um, what you see is what you get, and I, I I probably talk to him every day probably about 
did you see this? And we're always going on about articles about what to write or like, you know, who, you know, who is the Nazi of the week, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and he gets up on their faces. He's crazy. I, if you haven't seen Age of Rage on Netflix, I please, please do. Please do. I'm going to look into that. Me... Yeah, and uh, you'll see who this guy I'm working with is. <laughs> and I don't think I noticed for sure, though. One thing I noticed real quick about revolutionaries who are actually doing the work, we all have one thing in common. And it's just funny. We're all part of the punk scene at one point. Oh we oh man, we we could we can like talk all about music. Like I mean I like I don't directly listen to punk, but like I, I had this sonic youth phase for like from twenty sixteen to like well, almost even to twenty eighteen. Well punk and hip hop are the same. I'd believe that. Yeah. Like I listen to hip hop and I'll listen to something and I'm like, wow, that's a punk rock. <laughs> you know? Like F the Police from uh, NWA. I would think that's a punk rock album. It is. You know, if you look at it from a different perspective, it's brilliant. And uh, like I said, what Cuba's doing, I am in support of, but I highly think it's naive knowing what I know. And I and we do come from the same uh, the same neighborhood. My mom, real quick. Uh, grew up in Compton. <clears throat> Real quick. So uh, she was in the middle of the turnover when it was a black neighborhood and then, no, it was a white neighborhood and then it turned to, you know, a black neighborhood. So uh, she got to meet a lot of um, the mothers of these rappers. Wow. <laughs> So, like, I told my mom, like, we're listening to the NWA album, right? She's like, she's born in 42, okay? And uh, she's 76. She's funny as hell. And um, she was listening, and I go, Mom, you are OG CPT, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and she knew the guy who built the uh, Watts, the Watts Towers when she was a child. She used to go in there and uh, squish his big she, – she had these big koi fish, and um, a lot of my family's china is on the Watts Towers. And I, I, my mother told me that whenever they broke a cup, the kids would break a cup. My grandmother would have like a bucket, you know, like a, like a, like a box. And she'll say, oh, I'm giving it to the neighbor across the street. He's building something. I don't know. That was, well, that's when they were still building the Watts Towers. So uh, a lot of uh, china, plates, things like that. Um, I can go by and see my grandma. So there's a lot of history there. It's pretty funny. And a lot of it is just happenstance, um, you know, being from where I come from. So, uh, yeah, having seen what I've seen, done what I've done, tech, uh, done tech, I've done broadcasting, I've done everything else. And um, I lived in a lot of places, but New Hampshire is definitely uh, weird. It's weird. It is. Now I know why Stephen King based most of his movies on this place. I actually told him that. I said, now I know why scary, you know, the scary movie places. You know, I think I, I, I tweeted at him. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. Now I get it. I get it. So, but anyway, the documentary is, uh, it's going to be great. I'm going to have some really awesome people backing me up, state reps, and uh, whoever avoids me is going to be a red flag because that means they got something to hide. For sure. For sure. And those are the ones I usually go after, so. 
It's kind of like an asshole call, really. It's just kind of like, hey, asshole. And whoever turns around is like, oh, do you, 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 person of interest. <laughs> it's interesting. So anyway, um, it was really, I'm going to wrap this up. I got to go. But it was really pleasure talking to you. I would love to talk to you again about music sometime. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be amazing. Cause uh, I, I'd I, be game. Yeah, because, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk offline about some of my ex-boyfriends. All right. But, um, yeah, so that's my story, and I hope, uh, you know, I hope everybody listens, and I hope um, the story breaks out of the bubble soon. Awesome, yeah, um, we'll, we'll try to get this up um, ASAP, and um, I'll, I'll let you know when this episode's ready. Okay, I, I figure you're going to edit anyway, so. Okay, and right. yeah, um, it was great talking to you and uh yeah let's do this again sometime i don't know maybe i'll get bored and be like eh, maybe we'll just talk about music yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like my, my my lines of communication will always be open um thank you for your thank you for your uh patience i'm, I'm sorry that like my alarm just like I, I was stupid with my alarm i forgot to put it on my phone so it would i'm, I'm but thanks again for your your flexibility um I had a great time talking to you and have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Well, I'll be off for the next three months. Well, not really off, but you know, working. Okay. All right. All right. GOP, you better watch out. Cause I got your number buddies. <laughs> She's after your bot. <laughs> All one at a time. Everybody's got a skeleton. There's more skeletons here than I've ever seen. And I, uh, somebody got really mad at me because I said that this place is more corrupt than California. And that's saying something. <laughs> that's really saying something considering how big California is and what are, and I know, I know that group too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but at least they stab you in the front and not in the back. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I'll leave you at that point. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 
T-H-E-T-T-P-S-C-O-L-O-N-6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Again, that is H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash discord dot G-G slash 6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by the link H-T-T-P-S colon slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash 33-F-K-R-V-9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.